What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Souls. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thanks very much for tuning in. We have an excellent episode uh, lined up for you today. Quick reminder, though, uh, as per usual, the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet uh, radio station. We broadcast from London, but have a host of shows from around the world, and we love to celebrate contemporary soul, jazz, funk, uh, Latin music, and hip hop uh, in all of its forms. So uh, we hope you check us out at www.blueingreenradio.com to catch our never-ending stream as well as the complete back catalogue of these podcasts. We release episodes on the first, second and third Monday of every month and would love you to to check these out as well as our radio stream. Uh, We mentioned... um, that we love to celebrate contemporary soul, jazz, funk, etc. Uh, and that's exactly what the show today is about. I'm joined by my uh, buddy, my colleague, my uh, radio presenting partner, Rhonda, uh, from San Jose, California. Uh, we've kind of evolved our chit chats on these podcasts to uh, album showcases, and we kind of spend the time to uh, discuss some of our favorite albums and just really deep dive and get stuck into the nitty gritty and um, everything that we love about the album, everything that kind of led uh, to the album's creation and things that happened since. So we, uh, our first was to discuss the wonderful seminal album from D'Angelo's uh, catalogue. Uh, we discussed Voodoo a couple of episodes ago. Today, Rhonda and I get stuck into the Robert Glasper Experiments Black Radio, uh, released in 2012, which... Um, uh, it was the first album credited to the Robert Glasper experiment uh, through Blue Note Records and uh, the uh, quartet comprised of uh, Robert Glasper, Derek Hodge, Casey Benjamin and Chris Dave. Uh, we discussed the members, we discussed the album uh, and everything uh, getting into it. So without further ado, friends, uh, I'll leave you to it. Regular listeners uh, will know that we have two songs per podcast episode our guest rondo gets to pick the closing number so for this episode it will be uh obviously attributed to the uh wonderful music from black radio so i'll pick the opening number and as i think we say in the actual episode it's a hard thing to do man it's a really really hard thing to do i'm kind of giving you the the outcome of our discussions really by saying we, we adore the album but uh, i'm gonna pick a song uh that we kind of discuss uh briefly in the conversation it is um why do we try featuring stokely williams from mink condition on lead vocals uh this was i think uh, yeah it's probably a slightly underrated song from the album i know a lot of people go to afro blue and cherish the day uh, but I, I adore this record and this was probably the song uh, I talk about my uh, affection for Chris Dave as a, as a drummer and uh, this was probably the song where I just sort of stopped and thought what, what's happening drumming wise this is 
I, you know, it's like nothing I'd, I had really heard before, and uh, I've just become a diehard Chris Day fan since. And I think this was the song that made me really kind of double take and just try and comprehend what, what he was doing. And it, like I say, it's like he has four arms, and this is one of the songs where that's exemplary. So uh, that will be my pick to open the show, and then so we'll have that, and then we'll go straight into our conversation where Ronda and I discuss all things uh, Black Radio. So uh, thanks very much for your company. I hope you enjoy the show today, and uh, you'll come back to visit us again at www.blueandgreenradio.com. I uh, hope you enjoy the show, friends. I know I found someone to fulfill all my needs 
jumping in now okay yeah. we're jumping in we're jumping in with uh this is fun this is the second of our kind of what do we call these our album analysis i like <laughs> well, that uh, yeah. i think yeah i think voodoo as our kickstart uh to this kind of series i think that went really well i can't think of anything that we didn't address which is very very cool i think we kind of did a very in-depth um uh, kind of deep dive into into voodoo and hopefully we'll we'll give uh our next album black radio by robert glassbrook experiment uh the same kind of level of respect uh incredibly yeah. the most surprising thing for me 2012 i can't believe it was been eight years since yeah. this album came out I, I can't i can't believe it it's still feels like a very 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 current uh kind of album but um yeah that's a surprise um, but I guess the biggest challenge we're going to have is trying to link Prince into this conversation. <laughs> I, I can't find any way of doing it at the moment. I'm not um, sure if you have one up your sleeve. No, uh, no, but... no, no, no. This Well, this is part of the reason why we picked this album so that we could... <laughs> <laughs> Not do it, but we did That's it with Voodoo. It. That we was easier. Did. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, he sampled it. Um, <laughs> so. so, so this is the fifth. This is the fifth uh, album by Robert Glasper, Blue Note Records release. Uh, but it's the first one attributed to the Robert Glasper experiment. The eagle-eared 
amongst us will be very aware that the uh, double booked album which preceded this was a Robert Glasper album divided into two halves with Robert Glasper trio taking the first half of the album and then the Robert Glasper experiment taking the second half it's an album not credited obviously to either it's just Robert Glasper if anybody is a Robert Glasper experiment diehard fan and you haven't got double booked you're missing out on potentially the greatest Robert Glasper experiment song ever uh, in my opinion uh, with All yeah. Matter with Ooh. Bilal which is a masterpiece yeah. uh, of a song um, but there's about what, six or seven songs comprising that album which are attributed to uh, the experiment um, uh, so for me this, the, the interesting thing about this is that there are a couple of very very um, strong discussion points for this album Okay. Um, so the first that are, well, you know, actually, how rude. That's the, what are no, your, no. are you a Robert, no, no. Cla- you're, you're a Robert Glasper uh, fan, I take it, even before this album. There are four albums that preceded this and lots of collaborations and everything like that. Where do you, where, where did you stand on Robert Glasper before this album? Um, I, I liked him. Um, he's a, a fantastic jazz pianist and, um, it's it's interesting because when I was prepping for this this um, our our discussion, uh, I started to just listen to this album, um, and you know when I'm making my mixes, you know I have like a server where I just have all these songs, and so I'm just you know going through my my server of songs, and I start making mixes for for my podcast, and so I'm like, oh, I've used this song. Oh, I've used this song. Oh, I've used that song. I Oh, wow. I've actually used a lot of this album in my own personal mm-hmm. mixes throughout, you know, the years since this album's been released. Um I when I was studying for this our our talk, um when he got signed, he, um there was like some back background discussion for this album, meaning that he was already working with Common and Belial and Erica. And so at some point there we would have to be some fusion of, of his, his jazz roots with the, the music that he was also a part of. And, and so he, he made a decision when he first, you know, started releasing music to, to go head on with jazz. So he get his respect within the jazz community. And, and I think he had done that to this point. And so then when he comes out with black radio, you know, it's, it's a meaning, it's a way to bring younger listeners to jazz. Right. Um, and, and so I think that's kind of why, I mean, I liked him before, but then I also liked his fusion the, the idea of bringing new younger people into the genre of jazz and, and how um, you can take someone that you, you like listening to like Belial or Lettucey or Lila Hathaway and infuse it with his, his music and, and create this beautiful combination or compilation of songs. So, yeah. It was, uh, there was yeah, I think as soon as the uh, the track list had come out, um, you're right. There was a you know a long list of uh, particularly vocal 
collaborators for mm-hmm. the uh, for the album, which hadn't been the case for his previous releases. So um, this is obviously I, I I completely agree with your 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 point about it sort of bringing people to jazz. You know, there's probably a more cynical <laughs> perspective <laughs> of him saying, "I think I want to." be a bit bigger now or i think i want to get paid a little bit <laughs> well I want to, you know kind of put myself more in that market i mean the album went on to score best r&b album at the grammys right uh, for, for that year as well so from a crossover perspective it yes. did work it did take right. him uh something into a household name i think from from that point as well but it also brought people to i think himself and his back catalog at the same time Yes, and and to that point, even if he said he wanted to get paid and he wanted to take, you know, I was I, I no 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 no, no, I'm, I'm, no I know I'm <laughs> I'm going with this well because this is something that we need to we can discuss is right right when you talk about the genres of music and jazz is not always the 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 money maker I guess right. you know for artists right so I'll put it like that so when you decide that that's that's where you're going to be as a musician. Um, you can't be saying I'm doing it for the videos and the big right. production. No, this is, that's not why yeah. you're getting into it. You're getting into it for the music. And, um, and so there, I wouldn't rule out, you know, wanting some kind of financial um, uh, compensation. And I don't want to say compensation, but just a financial <laughs> opportunity, right? Because it's hard, you know, as a musician, right? Especially when you're not going the, the easy way or the quick way or the crossover way immediately sure. to get success. Right. Um, but by the same token, yeah, because he, I think he had like, he was in jazz, he had R and B um, adult contemporary, you know, cause what it did was it put him in these different genres so that yeah. people could get exposure to him. So that's how you can cross over. But even though he had that idea, it wasn't until he released it and listeners liked it that it crossed over, right? Because right. had he cho- chose the wrong artist to do these songs or the songs didn't come together the way they did, it could have flopped, but thank goodness yeah. it didn't. And that's a, that's a credit to him, his, his group and the musicians, the artists that came in and, and performed with them. Cause it was like five days where they came together, where everybody's schedule could get lined up and they met. And it was kind of like this live performance where everybody just, came in and boom and some of those he said were like the first takes so how oh. how how awesome is that you get this artist they come in and boom the song's done right mm. um and he said that some of these artists he had worked with before so that helps create the the environment in which you can be creative together and make something that could come in one take and be done that's that's uh, that's pretty amazing yeah. I mean, you're right. There's a, a number of those artists. He like he, him and Bilal go mm-hmm. back. I don't even know how old they were. For example, how, when they when they met, but he appears on Bilal's firstborn second album, which is, I think was 2001. Um, Bilal's done uh, guest vocals for probably his last three albums before then. Uh, mm-hmm. He's on Double Booked, obviously. He's on the album before that. Um, so they've yeah they've done a lot of stuff together um there's one final point if i can just to go back about that in terms of that kind of chasing that high level of notoriety but the way i'd heard it 
um, a, a name, a pop star now that everybody knows in Sia. And um, she, the way I, I had heard her transition to, to incredible levels of fame was uh-huh. that, I mean, I had music from her what, for like early 2000s where she was really considered that kind of new agey folk jazz uh as a as a new folk jazz artist until she got to a point where she thought i think i i think i want to make that transition into again a high level of notoriety so she started working with considerably bigger names and writing for considerably bigger uh bigger names as well and she became literally the the household um, name that she is now but as I as I heard her story it was very much a conscious decision of I don't think I'm kind of tired of just sort of living within these cult followings and I kind of yeah I'm actively well, going to make this decision now to kind of get yeah. more uh, as a result but um, well, yeah, so I kind of I did that was a thought when I you know when you look at the, the just the track list of of uh, people who were all very logical names yes uh, in terms of as i said people that he had worked on uh on with music with them for a very long time but it was kind of like oh okay you're, you're actively deciding to kind of uh to step up which is which is very very fine because as you said it brings people back at the same time as well yeah um because part of this too is like um when you want to do this fusion, you know, sometimes what you do is you can have jazz musicians and a DJ play. This is what he was talking about. He was explaining this, or you can have a DJ that every once in a while will sample jazz. Right. Mm. But this is a band that are jazz musicians who actually can play these different genres of music, right. They're, they're upbringing, you know, as trained jazz musicians, but they bring their own history of, and their own love for music to this band so you have this mix right so this band can can kill it on their own whatever you want to play we can play and then now you bring in all of these vocals these rich talented musicians vocal musicians and so it it would have been really hard to muck up these songs right Mm. with that mix together but there could have been you know that that point zero 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 one percent chance that this didn't go well but so i mean he he put the odds in his favor to have you know such a um a wonderful album translate to people that really took to it right um but i mean the life of of a musician you know we see the videos and all of that but we don't see the backside so you know, you're, first of all, you have to be doing it for the love of, of your craft, right? Mm. And you may not be getting paid. <laughs> and and yeah. some days there's top ramen noodles and some days there's cereal <laughs> and some days you want a steak. So, you know, I don't know. So, you know, I, I can't, you know. Oh, that, that it, was steak? Oh, that's good. Can I try that again? So, you know, it's <laughs> just, you know, and for the vegans among us, hey, you want to you know, knock yourself out, whatever you want to eat. But what I'm saying is at some point you have to balance your ability to um, do the thing you love and have have enough money to allow you to continue doing it. And if you can do it on your own terms, because sometimes you don't want to do this and then sell out. I don't want people, you know, I hope no one has to do that, but have a balance of, of being able to do what you love and to get paid 
uh, enough to enjoy a life on your terms. The, the most amazing thing about sort of black radio was the fact that like it just it really seemed like there was a lot about it that Glassberg made conscious decisions of because like Double Booked came out in 2009 so we're talking mm -hmm. three years between these albums but from black radio he's released like at the very least one project a year oh following yeah. this but at, yeah. at most it's two or three and I like it's almost it's just so in and I say he's released like two or three projects, I'd say every year since, but the level of guest appearances and uh, his session work with artists is like, if I, I, I find it incredibly difficult to keep up with right. everything that he's put out. And I, I honestly try to get my hands on as much as possible. And it's kind of like, oh my gosh, he appeared in such and such an album three years ago. How did I miss that? You know? And I, it just it just doesn't seem to be any rest and it's incredible just the almost everything that came from black radio just i don't know if it yeah. was specifically new doors or anything that opened but he's just constantly working it's it's amazing he, how prolific he's become he he made reference to like the success of this album did open him up to um opportunities that he didn't have previously right. where people were like tracking down his his management team hey i want to work with him and i want to work wow. with him right and and so then you know and because of black radio one and then people i want to be on the next one right so now you get black radio two and so now that catapults right and so then if, if so when you do have that spotlight you got to be careful what you do with it right and and as long as you're putting out great work you know then you can use that as a stepping stone to something bigger right mm. and and fortunately he makes great music right and mm. and so like i'm saying like even with black radio too great 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 work right um so as long as he's able to so like if he did an album and be like oh then that's it <laughs> right but he didn't do that he's been able to make smart choices with the opportunities that that's been coming his way right yeah. and um i guess the only quote-unquote prince-like thing if we're gonna bring him in yes. so we can justify <laughs> it is the proliferation of yeah. music like that because that's that when i think of that kind of output Prince always pops in my head in the ability to yeah. release at that rate, right? And then I'll I'll get off my Prince soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, even as we're talking, uh, I think maybe a month, maybe just maybe it was two months ago, he put out that I think seven, eight track album with uh, Ninth Wonder, Terrace Martin, yeah. and Kamasi Washington, and then yeah, um, I think it's last year as well he had um uh f your f your feelings yes uh, that's right. album uh -huh. as well i mean right. it, it's that like, he can literally do kind of anything he wants he did uh the trio album of covers um some years or quite soon i think after black radio came out he had the k tronada ep you know he had yes, the right? r plus yeah. r equals now <laughs> and it's just everything is so kind of wildly different and it's just it's incredible he can i just can't i think from an artist what could be better he could literally just say i'm gonna do this and make it happen 
and that's surely that's that's the dream right uh yeah right especially if you like eating steak you know you get to eat it quite often but (laughs) (laughs) no no but no yeah seriously yes that is the dream right especially if you're really creative because that's really how i should have said that um because you get you know how often do you get to be this creative in 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 this frequency right because mm-hmm. uh, like you know we were talking about d'angelo the, the stretch between his projects right and right. the listeners are left craving for something right whereas he's been able to to stay in contact and stay creative and and give you more right so um and 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 like i said since they're great albums you know it's great bodies of work you know the listener gets to be jealous right um and and happy because you know i've got something else i got something else right um so it's it's you know it's it's dichotomies it's it's one to see you know you know d'angelo please give us one album and then you're like wow (laughs) hey how about we get robert and d'angelo together i don't know maybe that's how we get another d'angelo pete track that would be yeah great yeah i'd love to hear what that would sound like yeah that would be very very cool but we haven't even discussed uh shamefully we haven't even discussed who the experiment comprise of and i think (laughs) we're we're big fans of I'd say all of them really um, yes. individually as well. I mean, it's, I suppose there, this is, this is a quartet now that has genuinely become a super group in its own right, even though it has evolved, unfortunately, um, Chris Dave being yeah. the drummer in the outer for, for black radio. He also appears on double booked. Uh, you can scrounge around for, for other songs that he appeared on in and around this, this period but by the time black radio 2 came out he was subsequently replaced uh by mark kolenberg as the drummer mm-hmm. for the experiment going forward i assume that's down to chris dave and his decision to you know explore himself as a solo artist which he's he has done now with um uh, one album with chris dave and and the drum heads yeah. um and um the variety of other collaborations that he's been a part of so it's a heartbreaking loss i for me because uh he uh respectfully to all involved he was the star of this album for me um there are the the drumming on it and i'm not i don't have the 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 tuned ear that you do and we've we've had conversations and you'll pick up on certain uh ways that people play and patterns and things like that and i don't have that ear i've never studied music and from that context but there were elements on on this album when you hear the drumming and it's like he has four arms oh yeah i just can't pick up he's how he does it he's an incredible drummer amazing drummer and he's got some of the coolest symbols i'm like I want a couple of them Um, (laughs) just from the techie part of me, but yeah, amazing, amazing drummer. Um, I met Derek Hodge. So, you know, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I was going to go to to him. Yeah. Basis for the experiment. Your good friend, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Good friend. I'll I'll own that for like two seconds. (laughs) As a a fellow bassist. Yeah. As a fellow bassist. And, uh, uh, so I know, yeah, I know Derek Hodges is an artist. He means a lot to you as well. Uh, and in, again, another one, incredibly prolific in his own right. He's yeah. been a part of so many other projects and he's contributed to 
an incredible amount of albums albums and then also did i think music um movies and stuff so i mean he's really i mean these guys and um even casey yeah. so the this band is just oh phenomenal these guys and um and so when you have that kind of musicianship you've laid the foundation right so just just we, we we've got you covered musically so just come in and give us what you what what vocally moves you to our pieces right mm. so like even cherish the day and you know i'm a hardcore Sade fan but mm. um and and i love that song and then layla just took it cherish the day won't go astray won't be afraid won't catch me running you're ruling the way that I move not breathe somebody takes like a great singer and they redo it right you know like uh but i mean this is layla so you know i'm giving her i'm like yeah yeah I'll, let's but then she took the song and just made it her own and, and, and layla's just a phenomenal singer in her own right yeah. um and and then you put that like with afro blue with erica coming in and doing her her vocals on that um let us see i love that track i love that track um and that wasn't even for let us see i was watching um a video that wasn't supposed to be her song she, this oh, really yeah it was going to be a different song and then at the last minute they switched this song and and um he gave her the the other song and then she wrote the him and her they wrote the lyrics in like 30 minutes and boom there was a song done.
So, um, oh, the other one that I like is, oh, yeah, that one's, oh. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, Music Soul Child's lyrics to start off the song is really strong. And uh, there's Chrisette Chrisette Michelle as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful duet. I think beauty is overrated. Cause that's something anyone can be Yeah Attraction now that's something different Uh-huh And thankfully you're bold to me Cause I've learned in this life Yeah You gotta be with someone you like What you think uh. We've got yeah. what it takes to go the distance I can tell you now It's just it's fascinating to um it's just a great 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 album the future it is it's oh. it's a perfect album but before i have to quickly chime in my oh uh, yeah, yeah. Go, adoration go, 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 go. for uh, yes. the amazing casey benjamin as well i'm like oh, such yes. a fan of him so oh he obviously oh, for the album he's a saxophonist and a vocoderist and yeah him on vocoder again he i i know i cited chris dave as the hero of the album but uh, Casey's uh, like vocoder work on this, I, I think it really kind of went a huge way to defining their sound uh, yes. for the experiment. It's it's such a key part of 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 their music, I think. And he he's just amazing uh, as an artist. I have I have quite a lot of Casey Benjamin music. I'm always mark you know quietly waiting for a Casey Benjamin solo album as well. And I'm uh, it's never happened yet. Well, gosh. If it has, I've completely missed it, and shame on me. But I've, no. I do kind of periodically look for it every now and then. But it doesn't. Um, I don't know why he's. He does make an incredible amount of music as well with Stefan Harris, uh, as the Blackout uh, as well. A couple of albums he is part of that collective. But uh, I just crazy about Casey Benjamin. Yeah, and, he's uh, extremely talented, and yeah. um, it's um, it's a great band. I love great bands. Um, yes. And you mentioned like like obviously we cherish today. I mean, there's uh, well and Afro Blue. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of covers uh, mm-hmm. on the album. And what I mean, were there any? <laughs> there's one that really stands out again because I, I very consciously remember seeing the track list before the uh-huh. album came out, and then I saw four words that kind of made me shudder, uh, and that was "Smells Like Teen Spirit," and I thought. <laughs> That's what the world needs, a jazz cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. But yes. it is a masterpiece. It is yes. so incredibly good. And I could never have imagined uh, a cover of, of, of that classic, absolutely classic song in the, in, in the sort of the style interpretation that, that they, they deliver with this album. Thank you. 
um, because I I came into Nirvana when I was playing bass because other uh, students, you know, one of the other students I was performing with picked them, and then that's how I got into their music. Um, But you get because we were just talking about Casey. You has you have him in that song with the Mm. the vocoder, and then you have. Layla with him wonderfully pairing at the end right? how they yeah. yes oh that pairing is it's it's like it's it's a masterpiece I'm like it, yes it's totally totally beautiful right and and I it probably came from Casey because um he did his background is not church so the other three they were they had roots in the church coming up where he was more rockish and 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 that that background when he came to the band, so he might have picked that song to you know have a factor to be selected, but you know it's a it's a beautiful 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 song. Um, that and then even uh, letter to Hermione. Yes, right. Yeah, I love the way they buried. redid that. Right. So it's just, just like. It's just this fusion where if you saw saw it, and you're like, oh, I'm really into Nirvana. I'll go check it out. You got to go to the jazz. What's it doing in jazz? Nirvana's <laughs> rock, right? But hopefully you pick it up and you listen to it and you're like, wow, really? You can do this with the music? Yeah, you can do this. This is what jazz is about. It's about these fusions, right? Hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I'm a jazz head too. So this, you know, the way he did that to bring in people from you know yeah you could like rock and come in you can like r&b and come in you can like hip-hop and come in and we'll encompass all of that here in this this gumbo right Hmm. so yeah it's yeah it's a masterpiece of a of a song and he they totally yeah they totally nailed the covers yeah Um, it's uh yeah i (laughs) yeah there's there's something about this album I, i for me i it's it genuinely, I'd, I'd honestly say it's just one of my favorite albums ever. I just, yeah. I, everything kind of about it musically, uh, the, the, the contributors, the, the guests on it do it just a fantastic job. I mean, more of the, 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 the core of, of those four musicians as well. It's, um, uh, all due all praise and respect to, uh, Mark Holenberg, but I, I kind of feel like subsequent, um, Robert Glasper experiment albums weren't the same without Chris Dave. I just kind of like what he kind of brought to it. I mean, there's the, the F your feelings album uh, by Glasper, which has Chris Dave uh, and Derek Hodge as the core trio of musicians. And to me, it was just like, well, this is what I, I kind of feel like I've been missing, you know, having Chris <laughs> Dave kind of back musically yeah, it just sounded yeah. the most like the project that sounded the most like black radio since black radio was was that album was the f your feelings album because it was yes. like chris day was back and it just it really worked for me but um yeah mark hollenberg's awesome and he's got a great body of work in his own right he's done stuff for maxwell and uh and other artists but um yeah there's something like chris dave as part of that collective it's just not the same when he's not there um and i i, I don't want to diminish i mean chris dave is a He's, he's just, you know, there's a couple of drummers that I really, really like. And he's he's one of them. Um, just because you, when you watch him play live, and you, you're right. When you're like, how is he doing that? How is he making those sounds? How is he doing it? And 
oh, it's incredible. But I, I want mm. a symbol, the one that's like the circle, like, oh, I'm like, I, I want that. So, because, you know, the drummer is important. You keep time and and you set the the bass, the, everything is going to ride off of that. So sure. you got to have that, right? That texture's got to be there. And then everybody else just adds, it's like a cake, you know, you're just adding their their layers on, and then you have the frosting on top with the great vocalist. I don't, you yeah, know, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, piss off anybody out there who's high <laughs> hard for Mark because he is a great drummer. But Chris, Chris Davis, he's up there for me. Yeah, yeah. There's so many other songs there. Obviously, the guess the core album is those twelve uh, tracks, yeah. but then. There has, I think, when we spoke uh, about this album before, I, I mentioned uh, one, probably my favorite song amongst the whole lot, which was the European bonus track, which had Hindi yeah. Zara, who oh at the time, uh, Fever, which is that's just everyone at their best in that song. She sounds amazing as well on that record. Oh. And um, so, th- well, so there's that one European bonus track. There's the iTunes yes. bonus track, which was a cover of "A Love Supreme." There's the Japanese yes. bonus track of "Twice" by Little Dragon, and then there's a subsequent remix EP, yes, which we can talk about in a moment. But um, uh, of those three kind of bonus tracks, w- were there any standouts for you? Should they have been on the album? Oh, Fever is the cut um, for Fever's me. Is amazing. Isn't oh, it? yes, and see. What that just does is that you have to go out and buy all three. So that was slick yeah. on his part <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get you to do three. Um, and then uh, the remixes, which, you know, as a as a bedroom DJ, I have to get the remixes. So in case, you yeah. know, I, you know, so I have to get those two. So it's, it's um, a great opportunity again to just get your hands on great music right so um but yeah i went back and listened to fever again and i'm like yeah
magic that really yeah. is. she sounds amazing i bought hindi zara's uh, album she had i think just one uh, album on blue note records uh, which came out just sort of around this time i think if i remember correctly so uh that's a great uh, album as well it's um nothing like uh sort of fever i think i was hoping for an album of fever uh, but um yeah so it's uh, it's a very very cool album very eclectic diverse album um i think she's subsequently gone the independent route she's done lots of stuff with jose oh. james as well i think oh, oh um, i got to check that out okay yeah yeah she's uh, yeah. she appears on the no beginning no end two album in by in far and away the best song on that one called oracle which is just oh, amazing and okay. she and she was on the uh, oh funny enough the first no beginning no end album she appears on uh, sword and gun um, okay uh, so yeah so she's got yeah it's got quite a lot of music out there so uh, do what you can if anyone listening to if, if Hindi Zara is unfamiliar support. yeah she's uh, got yeah great voice and uh, amazingly talented artist so yeah, yeah big fan of her. Yeah. Uh, there is there is one thing I was kind of hoping to discuss, and th- I th- I feel like this mm-hmm. could meet like a, a whole discussion in okay. of itself, a whole podcast discussion. There is one flaw in the album for <gasps> me, which is kind of okay. it 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 jars me a little bit. Uh, funny enough, the, the interlude uh, that appears right after the Legacy song, which oh uh, I, yeah. So okay, so this one really grates me because. Uh, so, uh, well, for the purposes of people listening, I will now play right here the, the interlude in question in full bang. People think a jazz musician, they pigeonhole us as like just jazz musician. How much of that do you think is like musicians' fault? Like, Cat started playing for other musicians and trying to be this one thing, just trying to be Charlie Parker or just trying to, you know what I mean? Right. People are just so brainwashed and they don't, they don't know. I don't think people know what's good and what's not good anymore. Anything popular, even if it's whack, is like what sets the sets the pace for music nowadays. It's like, oh, this is hot. And it's whack. 98% of the stuff I hear on the radio is whack. 90% of the musicians you hear playing is whack. You know, because there's no bar anymore. You know, it used to be, like, my bar was so high and people have greater appreciation for music. It's up to the other uh, big wigs, I guess, because they're they're the ones that do the programming. Because people don't really think anymore, not much. If you have music like that to make people think, wow, they would know what to do with the system. You know, people just follow the other person, so it's not really like a lot of leaders. more like a lot of followers. The best thing you can do for people, I think, is just be honest, man. So uh, what the what the interlude does is basically comprise of four uh, the four Glasper members, the four experiment members, basically kind of bemoaning contemporary, I guess, I suppose music on commercial radio. They they dub everything whack. They say people are oh, stupid yeah. for buying it. They say the rate they blame the radio people for playing it. They blame the label people for for releasing it. You know, and it's kind of a an interlude that I've it always infuriates me because it's kind of that notion of well what what's what constitutes whack what are you saying i say whack because they use that word a lot in the in the the interlude but someone told me once that there's no such thing 
uh, I may have said this to you before, but there's no such thing as good music or bad music. There is only music you like and music that you don't. No one person's opinion can outweigh another person's on whether a song is good or not. You know, if Dave Grohl came out and said that their version of Smells Like Teen Spirit is awful and the worst song in the world, who's right in that instance? Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and I kind of just, I so it just bugs me that they sit there kind of bemoaning, oh, this is rubbish. This isn't good. This is awful. And it's like, ugh. Just do, just focus on your music and let people like what people like. Do you know what I mean? Am I going off on too much of a tangent? No, actually, um, well, no. I mean, I don't know how much time we have, but um, (laughs) you're right. This may be its own show. But um, so I think um, ultimately who decides if a song is good or not is the listener. Um, You can have people that are quote unquote purists because they like something a certain way. And, but like you just said, that is your opinion, right? Mm -hmm. I could listen to the song and say, I like it. Or I can listen to it and say, "Mm, nah, I'll let that be your song. Okay. So, (laughs) um, and you can listen to that in your headphones. I don't care. So, and, and, (laughs) but, um, I get what they're trying to um, to say, even though the delivery probably, you know, leaves, you know, they're just being blunt about what they think. Mm. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, the record industry not taking chances, right? With somebody who may be right. quote unquote different, right? They go with what's, you know, what they know is proven to be successful for them. Um, like, like if Rihanna is the hot artist, hey, can can we get our Rihanna on our label because that sells, yeah. right? And yeah. and 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 I love Rihanna, so this is not a slight on Rihanna at all. Right, but course. what I'm saying is, is once you get somebody that's hot, then all the reckoning. Oh, let's get something like that. And then what you do is you get singers to sound like Rihanna, because if you get it to sound like Rihanna, people like that, they'll go buy it. And then, you know, and so now you've got like, you've got Rihanna and then all these people who try and sound like Rihanna, but that's, you're not Rihanna. She's Rihanna. That's why she's, you know, who she is. And, Mm -hmm. but that's not what record industry thinks. They think, okay, if I, I saw the money that Rihanna's generating. You telling me we can't find another singer like her so we can make that money, yeah. right? So I know this is where they're coming from, from that angle. It's like, um, Lettucey is just as talented as Rihanna, but does Lettucey get the the acclaim? No, it's a whole different, a whole different market, a whole different genre. Like Michelle, is Michelle going to get the acclaim of rihanna no it's not and and why is that is she not played on the radio enough are you you know how do you get different sounds different voices out there so that people can expand their palette right you know would donny hathaway be as popular now why isn't lila his daughter is incredible right but Mm. you know can we have hey 
Layla, can you could you make that just a little bit like Rihanna, just a tad, and you know <laughs> we could just we could work with that if you just you know, and you can't do that, right? You can't be like that. Um, As a take so I, though on commercial radio, is is that, right. is that a fair? Because I obviously I don't consume U.S. Uh, uh, commercial radio. I could make the mm-hmm. point about certainly the U.K. Uh, sort of commercial radio but I don't think it I always assumed that the US one was significantly more diverse in what what Mm. they played is that fair or um when I was growing up yes um I would say uh late I, I don't know like the exact time um radio started to really get programmed where you would hear the same song like once an hour, every hour, on the hour, mm. you know, where you get like, just like the Spice Girls and no disrespect to the Spice Girls, but, you know, they were able to blow up and then, but nobody was claiming them, but I know they bought it. So, so somebody <laughs> liked them. Right. And so I, I think it's, it's a, it's a, a critique of what's popular and what's offered. Right. And there should be a place for the Spice Girls as well as Layla, as well as Rihanna, as well as Michelle, as well as Robert Glasper, as well as David Sanborn, as well as Miles Davis. You know, there should be a Tribe Called Quest. There should be spaces, Nirvana, so that a listener can expand their palate and then make their decision of what I like. Is what you like only dictated because that's what I played on the radio or if it got the most likes on Spotify, right? Because yeah. when you go, how do you know what's good if you haven't had that, right? I was lucky enough and and this kind of what Robert spoke to is like, he grew up with Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind and Fire and Donny Hathaway. And, and so he had what would be considered good music, but our younger people, caught up with that i i like cardi b you know and i don't you know i don't listen to all of her stuff so i'm not going to sit there and critique her but cardi b is not the same to me as say sade or anita baker you see what i mean (laughs) so or whitney houston or janet jackson or you know um there's just and I don't even know how people are now making their decisions about, oh, I like this person or that, or Dell, or, you know, um, it's it's a lot of music out there. But are we listening to it because, you know, we were force fed it because, you know, the other options yeah. were, were pushed out to the side or were we given an opportunity to explore it? And I, I think that's kind of what they wanted to get to, but you could just say, yeah, the whack. And that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You let me go. Yeah. 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 But in the end they're whack. And so, you know, that's it. So, and, um, but then what that does is puts people off, right? Well, why are you saying it's whack? I liked it. Yeah. I, I thought it was great, you know? And, and, and that's where you're talking about it. The, the listener dictates it, the viewer, like if we go and look at art together, and we could look at the same painting and you could be like, uh, why am I here? Isn't there something, yeah. something else we could look at? And I could be like, wow, Aaron, this yeah. is like the best ever, don't you think? And you're like, uh, no, no, uh-uh. And, but we should both be allowed to have an opportunity to experience that and come away with our own 
perception, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, I mean, and then you've got the record companies like jazz music isn't making the money, let's say like uh, hip hop or pop is making. So you've got artists like, how do I, how do I get my music heard? Right. Or blues. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, how many people are always rushing out? I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of genres that are, you know, everybody's got to fight, fight for your time. Imran, you're, we want your, your ears. So how do we get to you so that you pick me to listen to? Mm. And because it's actually, ultimately, you're right. You dictate who's popular or not for you. And I pick who's popular or not for me. Um, yeah. And um, it is interesting, isn't know. it? There's so many different factors. I mean, I, I think if I remember every, what they say correctly, they do go they kind of cycle uh, through every kind of factor in terms of people not knowing what they want to listen to or mm-hmm. radios not, you know, just mindlessly playing what's what's a hit, record mm-hmm. labels, you know, not pushing certain, uh, not not taking the risks. But, you know, I, I suppose uh, not to go too far down that direction, but I always empathize oh, yeah. with record labels because they don't have the money that they used to have or, or particularly the influence that they used to have in terms of just dictating what's going to be a hit you know they don't and i think things work that way anymore whether it be mm. the uh the the downloading culture or streaming culture or just the internet in general where the options are so much more uh varied for people you know and i think uh, it's as easy for record labels to take risks uh as it used to be yeah um i would agree with that and so then the non quote unquote popular music really has to work harder to get attention. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I, you know, that that's a whole deep, deep conversation to, yeah. to get it's just, into. It's just something right? about that, that thing, that thing always takes me out yeah. of the album. You know, when I hear it, it's like, Oh, just let well, people listen to what they want to listen to. Well, they put um, it after Legacy and I was on my high. So then you end, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but cause it should have been its own conversation, its own dialogue on, on yeah. as its own little intro, either at the beginning or at the end, how they right. wanted to do that. So that's kind of where it's a jarring factor, but, um, uh, I, I think what they wanted to do is just, you know, bring people in because like, like he didn't think that this album was going to be as popular as it was because he is coming from a jazz background where, mm. you know, the market isn't as popular. Right. And then boom, he, he the fusion work, everybody likes it. And now these doors open and it's popular and this album has become what it has. Yeah. Um, but like I said, when you're creating it, you have no idea what the listeners are going to do. So um, now we have people that, you know, the first 10 seconds of a song, if I don't like it, next, next, yeah. next, right? I don't even have to buy your whole album. So, you know, we've got an album with 13, I mean, excuse me, 12 songs. And all I got to do is hear like the first couple of samples for the first track and I'll decide if I want it or not, or I won't buy the whole album. I'll just buy the songs I like. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, that's a, how we consume music is, um, yeah, that's its own, 
topic of conversation. It is. It's a, and it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing for me. I'm always very, very intrigued. Like we, I guess how we consume music is something we've we've spoken about on several episodes in the past, I guess, with yeah. uh, everything that's available to for someone to just almost fall into it um in whatever way that they do but uh but yeah not to go too far off topic obviously but that's good um, it set this up for future conversations yeah i think so yeah (laughs) um but for me i mean again just to kind of reiterate for me black radio is we talked about the super group of musicians that they um that are involved from uh from glasper to hodge to benjamin and and dave and for me this is the project for all of them that yeah. I would cite as each of their, the pinnacle for each of them. And there's an extensive body of work that they've all done as individuals. But for me, Black Radio is the one that I would say, if, if anyone asked me about any of the four, I would say this is the album that you absolutely need to uh, to, to get your ears around immediately. Because uh, it's a agree. masterpiece for me. Yep, I agree 100%. It's good. Can't go wrong. Absolutely yeah. not. So, and on that note, on that note, this is, which, this is, this is yeah, always mm. the fun part of this. Cause you know, <laughs> the second time in a row, I get to sit around and like fight, you know, I had these songs fight it out and <clears throat> I had picked my song. I was like, yes, this is going to be it. And then I listened to the album, like right before we spoke. And then I almost broke <laughs> the track and I'm like, well, what about this song? I'm like, no, I, that's why you did it. Pick this. Song. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. It's anyway. I have absolutely no idea what any what what one song. I mean, that yeah. There's probably a couple that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think one that we we discussed was like, why do we try with uh, Stokely? Which oh, is that's another, a good one I hope, too. I hope I haven't oh. stolen your thunder. Or anything. No, 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 no. I thought you were that about one... to to pick that one, but no, uh-uh. I mean, very good. Gosh, with that's that. another that's go-to. Good um always we didn't talk about always shine that's a good one too that's so a great one um, um yeah jealousy so, yeah well. michelle's contribution was fabulous so um <clears throat> no 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 so I, i'm gonna stick with the song i picked okay and i'm gonna go with move love wow um, yes yes and, and we, we're gonna do the um the bossa solo remix just to you know add a little flair to it you know, as a way to, to, you know, go out on a bang with nice. our, our talk today. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. He's obviously, uh, I think Glass was quite a big fan of, of King uh, in general. He um, had them on his Everything's Beautiful uh, album as well, which was the kind of the Miles Davis inspired project. Uh, so he's he is a big fan of King. I think this is the first time I even heard of them as a group yeah uh, yeah the first time i'd heard the name actually so um yes great pick yeah it's a super cool song yes um, so i hope everybody enjoys it Head back to the beginning of now i want if i Oh, 
Searching for the silver line 